verses 19 through 31. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came in and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the marks of the nails in his hands, and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not, do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name, the word of the Lord. My friends, I want to speak from, with you from the title, Blessed are the Believers. You know, when studying in this passage of scripture that I've read so many times, I, I realized that the perception of reality and the mysteries of faith have long placed human beings in a peculiar place in life. For example, I can admit that it's practically natural for me to lean or draw closer to what makes sense to me. I typically ask a series of questions to myself when I think in practical terms. I, I ask myself, can I see it clearly? Can I touch it? What can I lose or what can I gain by doing it this way or doing it that way? You know, and these are those questions that, that come to mind in the sense of my usual level of practical reality. And as a believer, I also can admit that I often find myself pressing my mind and soul to look and believe beyond what I can or I cannot see. Can I definitively say that I've walked and talked with Jesus as those in ancient Palestine? Of course the answer is no. 
However, I can definitively declare that my faith is built on the blood of Jesus Christ and his righteousness. Does that make me hypocritical? The answer again is no. Without appearing to be hypocritical in my beliefs, I equally am mindful of the challenge that one may find when they try to detach their minds from the perception of realities and holding firm to the mysteries of faith, which I believe is one of the frailties of our human existence. We are often torn between, again, the perceptions of reality and the things that we want to hold on by faith. And this complex thought, my friend, is present in this John text where we find Thomas, one of Jesus' disciples called the twin. And if we look in the John, in John's gospel, we'll realize that Thomas is only mentioned one other time, which is in the 11th chapter. And it is in this particular chapter where we find Thomas, unlike the other disciples, urging all of the followers of Jesus to follow Jesus, even if it meant that they were going to die. Oftentimes, theologians and even us, we, we, we rely on that famous phrase, doubting Thomas. But my friends, Thomas really wasn't a doubter at all. Similar to myself, Thomas was a realist. Thomas understood that his life would be in jeopardy if he continued to follow Jesus. That was his perception of reality. He also watched Jesus suffer and he watched Jesus die on the cross. Again, that was his perception of reality. In other words, my friends, Thomas saw and experienced a lot during his time with Jesus. Therefore, Thomas' perceptions of reality wasn't as flawed as we like to make it, nor is it fair to keep equating Thomas to a doubter. I believe many of us are similar to Thomas in the same manner where experience often enhances our faith. For example, when I was confirmed as a youth, my faith skyrocketed. It was like I couldn't get enough of learning more about Jesus. As a youth, I marveled his life and his ministerial examples as I read consistently in scriptures, and as I heard in sermons. I guess some people would say that I was a hard-charging young Christian man, while others argued I was, je I was zealous because I was young. I didn't know any better. Of course, this latter argument I didn't understand until I became a man who later got married, 
started fathering children, started experiencing setbacks, whew, and started paying bills. Woo! These were my realities in life. And at times, I can admit that my faith didn't give me instant gratification. However, my friend, the more I remembered my experiential encounters with God, the more I read scripture, and the more I endeavored to model my life after Jesus, I found my faith increasing again. It is here where I recall the scripture that said, Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Although, although this may not be convincing to those of us that still clings to our mere perceptions of reality more than the mysteries of faith, I believe God understands our wrestling thoughts between our perceptions of reality and those mysteries of faith. And as believers, we are blessed because we understand that we may often be called to die to what appears to be practical reality and stretch out on our faith. And unlike Jesus' followers such as Thomas and other witnesses who were able to see and touch Jesus in person, we as Christians today, my friends, believe in Jesus through our faith. As believers, we will often be called to walk by faith and not by sight, as written in Scripture. In this pursuit, my friends, let us be encouraged knowing that Jesus called us blessed because of our faith, because we endeavor to believe. Therefore, in closing, my friends, I want to encourage us to continuously pray for the guidance of the Holy Spirit as we continue to journey through life. Also, I, I want to encourage and challenge us to keep on believing in the resurrecting power of Jesus. And I want us to, to continue to endeavor to follow Jesus wherever he leads us. And for consolation, let us find hope in knowing that we are not alone. God is with us, even in our moments of unbelief.